1: Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15.
0: Go ahead and treat yourself from luxurious skincare to meaningful self care. You deserve it.
1: Welcome to OKSIS Podcast.
0: Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie.
1: And I'm Scout.
0: And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know.
1: Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which
0: is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OK Sis
1: Podcast. My name is Mads. Coming to you live from the smoker <laughs> section of the jazz club is scout from the 1920s. She's
0: got her flapper dress
1: on. She's raspy, she's sexy, she's giving radio vibes. She lost give her Give us
0: your best. Give us your best sticky sticky shoes.
1: What's that? Oh
0: god. Okay, well I mentioned it in the episode, but there's an episode of Friends where Phoebe oh. loses her voice and then she actually becomes a good singer because she has oh. the raspy voice and then she Gets her voice back and she doesn't have a good singing voice anymore. So she's trying to like get sick again so that she can have a good singing voice. Okay. Regardless, this is, I'll sing it for you and you repeat. Ready? My sticky, sticky shoes. All right, go. <laughs> <laughs> go. Okay. Go.
1: My stick. I can't so bad. I was like, what the fuck? Okay, but I'm not sick. I lost my voice because let me tell you why. So, morning of my baby shower, I'm showering. You know, showering.
0: Oh, like physical shower. Physical shower. Actual shower.
1: I choke on my spit so badly that I legitimately, this is a fucking true story, legitimately can't breathe for a couple of seconds and I kind of panic. And I was like, calm down, don't panic. And it was so bad that I was dry heaving and I almost threw up because the choking was so, it was the worst choking I've ever had. Like I physically couldn't breathe for like five seconds. So what happened was I think that that, you know hurt one of my vocal cords scratched something and then the weather was all crazy and then i had my baby shower where i was talking a lot and so by the end of the baby shower my voice was gone wow but i'm not sick Um, i'm not sick
0: i'm not sick thanks for the explanation what do they call it
1: good story Tell Tell (laughs) tell me mads real quick before we introduce our guest of the episode how did you like my baby shower the baby
0: shower was superb. Um, obviously, the weather sucked ass, but that's okay. You looked fire. Obviously, the sisters have probably seen it on Instagram. Oh, we should post it on our on our okay, sis feed because I don't think we posted it. Yeah. Well, we'll post the one of you because um, your yeah the the peacock vibes were strong. Everyone came to play. Everyone was in bright-ass colors. It felt like a rainbow. It was very off-brand, but it was electric and happy and positive, and I was, I was very interested in the whole day.
1: Oh, I'm glad you were interested. It's good. Yeah. It seems like a baseline emotion, but...
0: I was interested, and I was overjoyed by the day. Okay? I came, and I conquered. I think I was a good sister of the mom.
1: Yeah, you know, except I didn't really see you.
0: Yeah, I was outside uh, because I didn't really want to talk to anyone. And then, <laughs> then when I came inside, you were outside. So, you know, it's so funny because I am, you know, people think I'm a very social person. But when it comes to big gatherings like that, I don't like to speak to anyone. And it's yeah. it's not a great quality, but I was working on it. I did go inside and, you know, chit-chat with the fellow people.
1: Well, I looked fire as far. You did.
0: You did. You did. And then the, yeah, we're, I'm excited for your baby photo shoot to emerge My maternity. on Instagram. It is going to be great. It's going to be Demi Moore vibes. I'm ready.
1: Honestly, it's like better because I didn't like recreate the Demi Moore. I just, they're really good. I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, they're fantastic. I mean, they get, they're like kind of Beyonce vibes. The one. The naked one. The naked one kneeling
1: against a sheet. Wait.
0: Is that what she did? Well, didn't she do something like something, that? but with flowers. Yeah,
1: I'm just holding mine's a little bit more minimalistic than Beyonce's. But sure, 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 the sure, sure, energy sure. that I'm exuding in this nude photo, and I was, can we actually, um, let's make a decision. I post the nude photo, right?
0: Right. Um, okay, let's see.
1: Like, that's chill, right?
0: <laughs> so, I mean, you did post your vagina
1: once. So, okay. no, I didn't. I didn't post my vagina. I posted a story, a four second video of me rubbing my belly. I didn't have underwear on, so I put my leg up. You couldn't even see my butt. This one, I'm fully nude. Obviously, you can't see like a nipple or a vagina, but I am fully Nude. nude.
0: You're in the nude.
1: Look, from a
0: legality standpoint, like I don't know if Instagram will let you keep it up, but from like a brand standpoint, Sure. I think that's very on brand for you. I was thinking about it and I was like, my clients are going to love it. Also, like if your clients can't handle you having a pregnant naked body, then they can't handle you in any other capacity. They can't handle
1: scouts agency.
0: They can't handle. I mean, that's what I think about when I'm going into my pre-seed round. I'm just like, if if an, if an investor listens to any of OK Sis and they're just like, this woman, <laughs> you know, I can't. I'm just like, well, you can't invest in me because you obviously have, yeah. you You can't like like this is me. This is real. This is me. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yeah.
1: Moira from Shit's Creek. I just found the audio where she says, I feel like there's people in my garage or something where she says, take as many naked photos of yourself as you can. So I'm just making it real. And then she goes, post it on the internet so your kids know. (laughs) So I think I'm gonna do that.
0: Yeah. Wait, question. So I wanna I do wanna ask about the logistics of this naked shoot. So like when you were stripping and then you like walked out to the set because it was outside, did Ariel like just see full Full frontal nudity.
1: yeah, I texted her beforehand. I let her know uh, that you I say, like, hey, you will see badge. not only badge, you know, haven't shaved because I can't see. <laughs> so I just oh, told yeah, her we talked about Are we talked. I told her.
0: Uh, we talked to Amanda, not skinny, not bad, about this exact phenomenon. If you want to go listen back to that conversation, we won't recreate it
1: here. Arielle, my photographer, Arielle Levy, she didn't give a fuck. She don't give a fuck. I was walking around. I was walking around naked. We got in the bed. We did all sorts of things.
0: Whoa. What? <laughs> Okay, I'm excited um, for the content, here for the content, um, content never sleeps, yada, yada, yada. Okay, Okay. let's get into this episode. So, sisters, if you have been listening to OK Sis for, like, even just a month, then you have heard me talk about my favorite meditation app called OPEN. It's also where I do a lot of my yoga classes, and I've been telling you the discount code for many, many moons, so if you haven't downloaded it, there's no excuse. Um, The code is OKSIS, and we had one of my favorite teachers on, Erin Gilmore, and I just, if you do anything, just download the app, put in the code, listen to one, and then you can do whatever you want after that, because she is just so soothing and beautiful and funny and relatable. There is something so amazing about, about the way that she conducts like these wellness classes on open. So I really, really think that many of every single person listening to this would benefit from it. And she is just such a delight. We had such a beautiful conversation about uh, first of all, we talk a lot about curly hair. So there's, you know, some hot tips for all, any curly girlies out there. And then we just get into this beautiful discussion of, of wellness, like what she's working on internally really kind of flows with a lot of what we've been talking about this past month, um, on the pod. So she was delightful. And then we do, I mean, we did a really great at the end, I think uh, definitely stay till the end. Cause it gets very emotional. And I think scout, like I haven't heard you say those intentions.
1: So I think little spoiler at the end. So yeah. Yeah. Didn't, didn't plan for that to come out. Yeah. I haven't even shared that with my husband. I haven't even shared those intentions with my husband. I
0: was going to say, I was going to say, I thought that maybe that came out of your guys' like intention setting workshop you guys were going to do together. No.
1: So I came up with those intentions on my own about a week ago and I was going to present them to him in our our intimate workshop baby moon weekend. We're going away. We're turning our phones off. We're talking about right. what type of parents we want to be and what our relationship is going to look like. So I was going to talk to him about it there, but it just kind of came out on the podcast here. So it came out because
0: Erin's a mama as well. She's a milf as well, fellow milf, and it just felt right. It felt authentic. It felt organic, and it was it was a delight. So uh, I hope you enjoy, and we love you. Love you, sisters. <laughs> My face that I make. <laughs> The Anticipation! Yay! Hello,
1: Erin!
0: Hi, Maddie. How are you?
1: This is my sister, Scout. Scout. Hi, Erin. Hi, Scout. She
0: lost her voice, so she sounds like Phoebe from Friends when she's like, my
2: sticky, sticky shoes. Like, she's like that. I actually, I never lose my voice and I always try. I'm like, "Ah!"
1: It's like fun for a second. It reminds you of summer camp. It reminds me of like Jewish summer camp, sleepaway camp. But then you realize that you you podcast and um you're like, "No, no, no." <laughs> and talk? It's essential. Yeah, and it doesn't hurt. Like I'm not sick. Yeah, and I'm not sick. So my energy levels are here. My soul is here with you. My voice is just giving, you know, raspy, sexy vibes. Love it.
2: We're leaning in. Yeah, I'm actually, I hope I don't try. I have this thing where I like kind of talk like whoever I'm talking to. My brothers (laughs) told me, it's like, you have like the Madonna effect, (laughs) where you just like try and like imitate whoever you're with to get them to like you more. And I'm like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) don't tell my secret.
2: So I hope I don't start going like, "Eh."
1: (laughs) I was going to say, you'll like, you'll like teeter totter between very loud mads and then like. Super soft and raspy with me. I love it. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be so great. Okay,
0: Aaron. Okay, I mean, first of
2: all, your hair. We're done. I blow dried it for you because I realized when I was checking my email this morning, I was like, "Oh my god, they're videoing <laughs> this. Oh no, I should
1: shower." <laughs> Maddie, Maddie, what would our lives be like if we blow dried our hair? Yeah, and, and it, it looks like that. that.
0: Like, okay, so Aaron, Sky and I. We were born with hair like yours, or I I should say me. Let me speak for myself. We are curly haired girlies. Okay. And my hair used to look like yours and I hated it. So I did the relaxer. I did the Brazilian. I did it completely fucked it up. I don't even know what my hair is now. It's not straight. It's not curly. It's not wavy. It's just poof.
1: It's just poof. It's not even poof. It's not even. You can't even call it poof anymore. It's just like
2: stringy. It's just like oh, stringy. Wow. So we're bringing fighting words right out the gate. Stringy. Welcome to the Your sisterhood. Hair is stringy, Maddie. Your hair is stringy don't call it a
0: poo. I really do want you to tell the sisterhood your hair care routine. I've also have just been admiring it, you know, from my my screen. I put I put my I mean, we don't even need to do an introduction because the whole sisterhood knows that I'm so obsessed with Open that to a degree that I I literally mention it every episode. So for (laughs) those who don't know, this is Erin and she is my favorite, favorite, favorite instructor across all of the bounds of open. Okay. The meditation, the breath work, the the yoga, the, all the things. But I just want to say that the first thing that catches people's eyes is the hair. So we need the routine.
2: Okay. Well, I will say that I had the opposite experience of you because I was born a stringy haired (sighs) gal, just a Ball of of wet yarn upon mine head, and then what was really cool was puberty hit, and all of a sudden it was like, and I was like, oh no, don't, and because no one, that was not the thing for our generation, right. and so I did the whole like, my mom's like, I'm not buying you straight, and I was like, not a problem. There's an iron in the closet, and put like my hair on the tape, like you know, and just fried the shit out <sighs> of it until I was like, you know what, this is a losing game. So I gave up and it luckily grew back out into Curly. And now what I've been doing, I used to be a a gel girl, you know, Mm -hmm. lots of LA looks and all of that good stuff, which I'm sure has like no harmful chemicals in it. (laughs) And now I have stopped using gel recently, whole new world, people, Um, just Moroccan oil cream. Mm. And a little diva curl um, primer thing.
1: yeah diva curls diva curls the way to go. It's the only thing when I wear my hair really curly. Yes yeah. my hair still is. Maddie's hair isn't curly anymore. My hair is curly. It's just not the right. We haven't gotten the shape right We haven't gotten the length right We haven't gotten the consistency right but when when I do do it it's
2: diva, diva curl all the way for me. I will say my hairdresser also is praise to Jordan and she's in Sausalito and I go to her and I put my hands in her life and every time I go I'm sorry because she'll say come for the trims and I'll be like how has your life been for the last year <laughs> um well I have not come for any of the trims and then she fixes it and she helps me and mostly I do actually use diva curl but I started using the the Moroccan oil brand Sephora will get you yeah
0: I've heard I've heard good things too you ever have a bad day and
2: going to Sephora? that's going grocery shopping hungry yep. is what that is. Cause you walk out.
0: It's an instant serotonin boost. You walk in there. Yes. Not for me. I get oh. very overwhelmed. I don't buy anything. Oh.
1: I don't buy anything.
0: I walk right out. Oh my God. It's like when you go to target and you're just going in for one thing and you end up with
2: a whole new, uh, uh, house. I'm just going to grab yeah. the one. I just need new Swiffer pads and you come out, you don't have the <laughs> Swiffer pads. I have like, three new toys for my son. And he's like, you have to stop going I to Target. Know. Like you can't get, he doesn't even like these things. I'm like, you might.
1: I have one question before Maddie takes over and professes her love and asks amazing <laughs> questions. Did your hair change in pregnancy? Cause I'm eight months pregnant <gasps> and it's starting to change. And so I need to know how much it changes. Oh, cause I got, my God. cause one of the perks of pregnancy I heard is that your hair changes the
2: curl. And I was hoping that it would change it for the better. So first of all, I did just have genuine shock, but I did already knew that, know that because I did internet stalk <laughs> you. Um, so I'm, I was really feeling excitement and joy for you. That's amazing. Congratulations. What a journey you're on right now. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay A Y S I S.
0: Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about.
1: How are you doing? You okay? Oh I'm you know what I'm fucking great. (laughs) Here I am. I'm great. Yes. You know, third trimester is the best part of the whole process. I had a shitty first and second, so I'm just so grateful. To be here, okay. 32 weeks. Amazing. Loving the whole thing. Great.
2: Oh, that makes me so happy. Are you sleeping okay? Yeah, sleeping good. Fantastic. Oh, okay. Well, then that's great. So the thing about the hair for me, it didn't change. Really, I didn't notice much change. Maybe it got curlier, but it didn't straighten or anything. I will say, though, it did fall out. And it fell out in a way that I didn't think people would believe me. So here's what I did. I took a photo of the ball of hair at the end of every shower, and I made my boyfriend look at it. And he'd go, that's gross, I believe you. And I'd be like, look (laughs) at it. And he's like, why are are you saving the hair? And I'm like, I have thought about that. Just brushing it out and being like, I need that. (laughs) Glue that back (laughs) on. At about three months into like four and a half months, it fell out in a way that was so alarming and unsettling. But then it grows back and you get like the cool little like um, weird baby bangs. So like only some people's face can pull off that short bang. I feel like it's a small subsect of the population, but I'm not one of them.
0: It's certainly not me. (laughs) It's not me. Not me. certainly not our big ass heads. Like, no way. No, thank you. I'm not her. Oh. No, thank you. 90% head. I was going to say, I think the women that have curly hair are the strongest women.
1: Like, we have had to endure. We have had to persevere. So I got my hair done on Friday because I had my baby shower, so I had it straightened. because. With curly hair, if you have a nice event, it's just easier to get it straight and you know it's going to yeah. look a certain type of way. Yep. And it was pouring on Friday, and my team and I went to a sound bath, Reiki, meditation, acupuncture session because I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I'm awesome. I literally had a beanie. I threw a big jacket over and I had an umbrella. <laughs> yeah. And my straight haired employees were laughing at me. And I was like, you don't fucking understand the
2: struggle. No. This isn't a joke, people. This is, you act like you're in the middle of, like, war. You're like, I, this rain yes. is attacking me, and you're like, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Can't get the roots wet. A drop of water will ruin my life yes. right now,
2: so exactly. no. Exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, let's let's transition off curly hair, because I know we could talk about this forever. Just, like, is it, it's okay. like a trauma bonding situation that's happening with us. But For sure. But yeah. I just, I was trying to think of the words to express to you, like, how much... You as an individual, Erin, speak to me on a and it's so funny because I have posted about you, and obviously I do your walking meditation every fucking day. It's like you're like little, you're like my friend in in my ear every day, and people will DM me and be like, "I fucking love Erin," like I love her, and I was like, "Wait, oh. okay, you guys get it?" And I've never felt this way about a yoga teacher. I've never felt this. I like, of course I've had relationships with, with teachers, but there is something about you that is so soothing, but then also silly. And there's like this lightness to it because when it comes to meditation and health and wellness, I just don't think there's as much insertion of silliness and you've been able to perfectly balance that. And obviously as, as I'm talking, you understand I'm like a silly individual. I'm very loud. So that is why I connect so deeply to you. But I want to just, I want to know where that came from. Like, where did like you inserting the silliness into
2: meditation and wellness come from? I First of all, I have to say, I just almost passed out from how kind that was. I'm sitting here like pulling my skin because I can't just receive love. There has to be pain. And I'm like, I'm really trying to work hard on receiving love and kindness. So thank you for of your course. kind words. I receive them. And I think. The reason I make jokes about it is because we all must be trauma bonded in some way is because I can tell. And I immediately, when I saw you tagging me in, something, followed you because I was like, this girl's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I think I find it so ridiculous that anyone would ever listen to anything that I say that I joke about it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm still so fucked up. And I'm figuring it out with you. Like I'm literally saying all these things, which I think is true for a lot of teachers. They're saying that the reminders and the things that na- they need to hear. And I don't do well. I do really poorly when someone's like, do what I say. I'm like, oh no, now I have to do the opposite. Why did you say that? So I don't ever want to tell anyone what to do. And I want it to be fun. I told this story so many times, but my my mom reminds me all the time that I said to her when I was younger, like, if it's not fun, why do it? And she was like, uh-oh, this one's <laughs> never going to hold down a job. <laughs> Looks like we're supporting her for life. So I think that if you can make it fun and you can make it light, because some of the things that we we try and process are so heavy and grim and tough to carry that like, why wouldn't you add in some like laughter and levity and just life's too short to like be, for me, all like buttoned up and like very serious about our spirituality and our self work, like it can be fun too. Absolutely. You
0: know? So when did you start working with open and then kind of talk to me about this yoga journey for you? Like, was this always something you were interested in and how did, how did that materialize into what you're doing with open now?
2: Well, I started working with open because a friend asked me to go to a breath. So open used to be a live studio, right? Right. right. You all know mm-hmm. that it was. So it started in San Francisco.
0: They have a studio in Venice that they do classes in at Venice. Too.
2: Yeah. And they originally were in DuBose Triangle in San Francisco. I'm pointing like it's right there. It's not. It's in (laughs) San Francisco. And a friend, a very good friend of mine said, you have to come to this breathwork class with me. And this was in like 20... I don't know, 2019. And she was like, my face went numb. And I was like, what did you take? And she's like, no, no, nothing. No substances were involved. Like I was I like out of body. I saw things and I was like, you took something, but that's fine. If you don't want to share it with me, I'll bring my own. And so I was like, all right, I'm in, I'm sold. And I went with her and it just blew my mind. Like I had a, a similar experience to what she described and was just taken and it gave me the feeling that i used to get when i first started practicing yoga of like really being present and like hearing things from myself that weren't coming from like the non-stop chatter but like hearing things from deep within that wanted to bubble up but i wasn't giving them the space to And so I was like, oof, yes, I need more of that because now yoga is associated with my work brain. So even when I do take a yoga class, sometimes I'm like, why, where are we? hmm, That's a nice transition. I like that. Why are we playing this song? You know, and I'm like, I have to really try hard to get into that space. And breath work just like catapulted me into that space again. So I was hooked. And then I went for a couple of classes and ride one of the founders. I was like I know you, I recognize you, and I was like, "Do you do yoga?" And he's like, "Yes, that's it. You're you, you've taught me yoga." And then the next time we went, he's like, "You should teach for us." And I was like, "No, no, <laughs> this is this is mine. This is just for me, and I'm not ready to share it." And then like a couple weeks later, I trained with them and was teaching with them. So I was teaching at the live studio until the Great Plague began, and what a bad business to be in when you have a airborne virus. <laughs> so we closed down pretty quick and we went virtual and I I stayed with them doing virtual classes in SF before they relocated to LA. And I decided to stay here because I was pregnant and did not want to uproot my life and move to LA. You both are in LA.
0: I'm in LA. Scout is in San Diego. We were born and raised in San Diego, okay. but then I fled um, yeah. and Scout, Scout <laughs>
2: put down roots. I fled.
1: I fled, but then I came came back.
2: back. Circled back and you were like, I do actually. I love it. Yeah.
1: I circled back and I was like, everywhere else will kill me. So I'm gonna stay here (sighs) and say emotionally
2: or like the elements. So much drama.
1: (laughs) Emotionally. Emotionally. Emotionally.
2: I know I think about the elements all the time now. I'm like, San Francisco's got this marine layer, you know, very temperate. I'm hooked. This is, I feel very stable here. So yeah, that's how I I got involved with Open.
0: Yeah. Something that I love about Open, it feels like all the instructors and people involved in the actual classes, it feels like you guys are like investors, like you're like a founding team, like of the, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like a headspace or something where it's like, okay, I know the company is there and then it's kind of strange who trickles down. It's like, you guys are that foundation. And okay. I feel like you guys have a lot of say into even like the product and how it evolves
2: and For what sure. it looks like and feels like. For sure, And it really exudes that. Oh, that's so nice that that comes across. Cause I have so yeah. much fun. And like, I had a, a meeting about the dailies, the meditations that I do every day this morning. And it was just like four of us on the call, like cracking each other up with different concepts and like a half hour of just like, being like, Ooh, I love that. And then like, I love those kinds of things, like little brainstorming yeah. sessions. And we do have a lot to say, like I'll go to LA this week to film some content and do some lives mm-hmm. and I'll go for a walk with ride and we'll share and we'll talk about where the company's going. And it's so nice that I can like go for a walk with one of the founders and really be, be heard, which is nice.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have a question about like the, the structure of open from a business standpoint, since Mad's talk so much about how it feels like you what she just said essentially how many people
2: are involved on that type of a level i think that our company now is at like 22 23 people so it is still like a pretty close knit little family where you can where you can have small meetings and it's not like you have to go through all these different channels and everyone pretty much works with each other in some way. There's not like little isolated. I mean, I guess the engineers are pretty isolated. They don't want my input very much. <laughs> I've like had some suggestions and they're like, we'll get right on that. And I'm
0: like, okay, <sighs> why don't you get to your meditation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. why don't we
2: tell you how to down Get out of here.
0: <laughs> I love it. I would okay. So I, I know you just said that you guys do these like little brainstorms for those daily meditations. I'd love to hear kind of some topics that you guys have been playing with. Cause I mean, Scout and I obviously talk a lot about mental health on this podcast. We've been both going through like such pivotal transformations, both like mindful mindfulness and spirituality wise. And honestly, the daily practice that I do with open, it really does, it somehow just always aligns with. The like exactly what I need to hear that day. So I want to hear more about the the topics and how you guys kind of throw those things out there.
2: I mean, don't you feel like, I don't know if this is true for you, but when you're talking to your friends or when you're really listening to like the interactions that you have throughout your day or your week, that there are some like common themes or you'll be like, oh, I heard like a bunch of people in my life talk about loss this week, or I had like So that's for me, I start to like really hear people talking about these things and I don't know, not to get too woo woo, but some woo woo of like, I feel like it's almost like weather patterns that come through and some of us are are moving through similar things, maybe not the exact same, but that's how I pull like my themes for classes by like thinking about what I've heard over the week. So I'll give that to them and they can take it or leave it. But then we also think about like little conversations like Patrick, who I love, who's my, my manager. I don't even know what you call him, what his job title is. He's going to hear this and be like, what is wrong with you? Um,
0: (laughs) He's like, you don't know what I do?
2: My, My Patrick, he, he was. He was just telling us about something that his his mom says. We were talking about, Tessa and I, one of the writers, were talking about how we're messy. Are you messy? Is anyone clean here? Are you like a tidy? You're tidy. No, I'm messy. I'm tidy. Okay.
0: But messy and like internally.
2: <laughs> Everyone's messy internally. Outside, internal. spotless. Inside, atomic bomb. Like just... Scattered. i'm both my in fi- my inside reflects the external <laughs> i feel like that too and I, all, i'll have a week where i'm like laundry is put away kitchen's clean like and then and all falls apart days later but we were just talking about how we're being messy and, and tessa was like you know i patrick's so tidy and he was like actually it comes from my mom she's always telling me you know just just always be doing one thing like put one thing at a time and i'm like wait so you don't You don't pull out your whole closet, dump it all over the floor, get overwhelmed and then just shove it back even worse. And he's like, no, just do this one thing at a time. And then we like snowball on like an idea of like, how is that useful, you know, universally like zoom out. How do we do one thing at a time? In what way is that like a useful thing to meditate on? So like, that's some idea of, of how we come up with them. I'll come to them with things that I love. Like I'm obsessed with this nonviolent communication teacher and she's a restorative teacher named Judith Laster. Have you heard of her? She's been teaching for no, like but- 50 years. She started yoga journal. She's just phenomenal. Um, have either of you ever practiced nonviolent communication? I feel like I'm like trying to like get you into my cult.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. She's
2: already labeled us (gasps) as violent communication. (laughs) The reason it drew me in is because I'm so violent in my communication that I was like, wait. And obviously, I think marketing-wise, it could use a better title. Like, no one wants to be like, oh, I'm going to, like, my nonviolent communication training. And they're like, are you? Yeah, it it sounds, all you hear is violent. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) And it also sounds like you've been, like, assigned at the workplace. Like, you got in trouble, and now you have to go to this, like, workshop. Yeah. but it's it changed my life and it's um for a small fee of five thousand dollars you become a part of my team and um you can sell it no imagine if i was selling you a pyramid scheme right now no it's free um <laughs> I literally was like, I really, yeah, I always feel like I'm selling people this thing and I'm like, no, it's so accessible. You can just Google it. It's free. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You've done, you've done a on the breakdown. Of I've it done some breakdown. On app, of it. So I have heard it, but can you give a little breakdown or like resources for people to learn more? You can
2: literally Google nonviolent communication. Um, Marshall Rosenthal is the, the founder of it. And yeah. Judith studied under him for years. And I've studied under Judith for years. And I just, everything she says, I'm like, I just write it down and I live by it. So I'm constant. It's basically her whole thing is empathy is everything. And her definition of empathy, which I really ascribe to is empathy is understanding independent of agreement. So I can understand Maddie, how you feel that way. I don't have to agree with you. I don't have to like it, but I can totally understand how you'd feel that I hurt your feelings or that, you know, this situation is true for you. And it, what what Judith says, God, I sound like her like absolute stalker, which I am, um, is that the, the great part about nonviolent communication is it just gets to the heart of matter. It cuts out who was wrong, who was right, how it should have happened, how it didn't happen, and it just gets right to the heart of it. And then you can have some real progress in your communication and in your relationship because you're listening and when you're talking, you're not talking to be right. You're talking mm-hmm. to connect and have equanimity, which is also everything.
1: So two things, you know, one, we've just gotten to a point where Maddie no longer punches me physically in the vagina. So I feel like maybe nonviolent communication is our our next step as sisters. Two, I think that I use violent communication in a very casual way a lot. Like I'm gonna kill that person or I'm gonna die. And I'm like sometimes I'll say it in my team meetings I'm like that's not the best. <laughs> that could have gotten better. But second <laughs> that could have gone better. Right. It's totally. levity, it's yes. a joke, everyone knows it's a joke. I'm not using it like seriously but yes. but our words matter and there is there's a there's a charge and a frequency behind that that manifests in other ways that we don't understand. Is this the communication of when you do this or I feel X when you do this and it's not placing the blame on somebody else. It is just very specifically talking about your emotional landscape in this moment, understanding that that's valid and it's not the other person's responsibility, nor are you placing any blame and you're taking full ownership of your emotions. Is that part of this?
2: Exactly. That's precisely what it is. It's, It's observing as though a camera would and not putting a filter of like, an example that I would think of would be like, when I see you act like an asshole and they're like, no, no, sorry. Let me start again. When I see you not put your dishes away or whatever it is, then, then that person can hear you and not go into like defensive mode. Cause you're not like putting your extra spice on the situation. It's just the situation I feel yeah, this. And you try and get to like, what are the unmet needs? Because if we're having a disagreement, you have unmet needs and I have unmet needs. And how do we get to a place where our needs are met? So we need to identify how we're feeling and what needs aren't being met that are causing those feelings.
1: Yeah. I did a whole workshop on this in my yeah. outpatient program. It's
2: very, it's, it's difficult. difficult. It's so much harder. When I went to the first day of the workshop, she was like, do not go. And I've done the workshop now three separate times and it's a, a three-day workshop. And she was like, do not go home and try this on your family. And then the next day we show up and she goes, show of hands, who here and went, went home and tried it on their family? And everyone's like...
1: <laughs> who do you try Who do you try it on? The person on the bus?
2: She says, the, the, try it on your family is like a PhD of non communication. You start with customer service, trying to get a flight changed mm. with you know, like small interactions that are low risk and you don't like, you know, go for the home run is the first time you try. And every single person went home and was like, when I see you, <laughs> I and feel... And the partner's like, get the fuck yeah. away What are you doing? <laughs> what are you... Don't do that.
1: I do this with my clients when they're yeah. upset or whatever it is. I try to identify the emotion that they're feeling and then I try to see it through their perspective. And if they're afraid for a recent launch or they feel stressed or overwhelmed in their business, or they don't feel supported by my team for whatever reason, I try to find the emotion and then feel empathetic and then address the emotion and make sure they feel as if it's super valid. And then since I'm not, you know, in yes. a romantic relationship or a platonic relationship, I then provide the action items too remedy the situation, which is not always right. what you do in a personal relationship. But I think
2: that identifying the feeling is such a good place to start. And the the thing that we do as one of like the activities that we've done is like people will say something, a situation in their life that's really distressful to them and or distressing to them. And then the rest of the people, the act of giving empathy is imagining what they're feeling you know and so when you're you're talking to a friend and you're listening and they're they're saying this thing and they don't want you to right come up with the action item they want to feel heard so you say i imagine that feels really tough i imagine you might feel lonely or whatever it is and like what relief that can provide just by having someone like help you really feel like your emotions are valid and like you're heard and that your emotions matter
1: yeah my coach says I can really see how that's challenging yes. or I can really see how that's overwhelming. Even if yes. it's like something stupid and small and I'm, she's like, I can see how that feels really oh challenging for you right now. And it's just like, Oh, someone, someone validates me. Someone yeah, sees someone...
2: me. Now we can move on. Yes. The way I cried when Judith said those words to me the first time I, when I said my thing to her and she was like, I can, I can totally understand that's really hard and hurtful to you. And I'm like, it is. It is you're like yes it is cute. it's just i i get chills thinking about it because it's just yeah. it's something we can do for each other that doesn't cost anything doesn't you know mm. and it's so impactful and how we yeah. would behave towards each other if we felt taken care of in that way and how we could go you know and just world peace
0: <laughs> and, and just world peace <laughs> and make everyone healed. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I know that, I know that you're super interested in this and, and this has been something you've studied for a while, but I wanted to ask what is something that you're like currently working on internally, something with your, yourself or whether it's with your baby, like what, what is something just like right now that's consuming you in terms of, of working on something?
2: You know, this is something I don't like to admit, but I have a really bad temper and anyone who knows me is like, you had to admit it. I know. (laughs) Thank you for that deep, dark secret. You're like, yeah, bitch. (laughs) We know. And I grew up in a house of yelling and I love loud people. I love you, Maddie. I love me for being loud. I'm just, I'm a loud talker and I like loud, expressive people. But when it's wielded in the in the wrong way I feel so much shame and so much guilt after I've yelled whether it's at my boyfriend or my 15 month old son who's a baby and he's like ma'am ma'am and I just that is something that I've been working on for years and will work on for the rest of my life and that's something that I feel like is at the forefront is just I don't want to yell at people I don't like myself when I express myself that way. And I guess that, that goes with, with non communication, but I'm trying to work on the pause, which mm. I'm not good at because I'm fat, like fast. I want it. Everything needs to get done now and it's fast. And as soon as you think it, you just say it. And then whatever happens, happens which isn't actually a good game plan all the time. And so the pause is something that I'm really, really trying to work on. And even when I remember to just take a deep breath before I've responded, I'm like, that's a win. You know, even if you don't have the best response afterwards, like just gaining that couple of seconds and like, where do we want to go? Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. I mean, I, I too have, I'm very impulse driven. I've been trying to yeah, take a beat. Just be like, okay, that doesn't need my immediate response right now. And that's hard for me as well. And when you kind of like let go of that pressure, it's so much, you're so much clearer in the way you either communicate or the way you respond to things. And you're not just acting on impulse. It's so fucking hard. It's, it's like, it takes so much self constraint to be like,
1: like, I'm sitting here and I'm trying to like, Think about how you do that, Mads. How I do it in practice. Because I don't actually, I don't actually know, like, if you weren't practicing that, like, I don't actually associate you with someone who has a temper. I was in anger management all of my life. I know. (laughs) I was in anger management, too, which is weird. I was in anger management, too, which is also weird. But, like, I guess now I'm realizing, like, it's not that you're going to yell at me that maybe you'll say something insensitive.
0: Insensitive and also um, I tend to shut down, which I think is also, in, which is also an impulse.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you shut down. You shut down and you and you walk away more than you come at me. Do you know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure.
0: But I think that's also a, a version of that, right? Like that response yeah. is not the response I want to give of like a, mm, sorry, I'm breaking down. Like I'm done with this conversation and you. That speaks... Very loud, right? That's something that's like, oh shit, like oh, sure. I just really messed up that, you know? So I agree that, but I don't take that pause to be like, oh, do I want to walk away from the situation or do I want to pounce or do I want to just like calm? Yeah. It's a self regulation yes. thing. Yes. Almost. And I
2: live with someone whose response is yeah. that is like, the door is closed. Mm. When will it open? Mm. Neither of us know, but I'm no longer <laughs> entertaining whatever this is. And then I like, sure. you know, they feed each other. Cause it's like, no, now I have to like, right. we have to talk. So yeah. But sure. I think they're, they're two sides of the same coin of like, this is a reaction that I don't find to be healthy or useful in my day to day. And, and Absolutely. taking the pause is so hard. And something that I've, that I've recently started doing because my son can't talk. And one of the things you're supposed to do gentle parenting is the other thing that I'm working on and it's going Really well, mm. it's so easy, it's just as easy as I thought it would be. I can't <laughs> believe how stupid I am. I was like, I read like a book and was like, Got it, uh, this is gonna be wordy. Best friends forever, no conflict, no problem. And like, he'll slap me in the face, and I'm like, I don't like when you do that. I'm not gonna play with you if you slap me. And he's like, Pow, pow, <laughs> like, so it's not going well and something you're supposed to do for them when they're really upset is empathize because they don't they can't experience empathy before four I think and so I'll say to them "I, I see you're really mad you're really upset I imagine if we actually did that in that tone to each other you'd be like oh you do you see that I'm really like that would be so inflammatory but I in just saying these things to him and expressing I've started doing it myself and it's I feel like a lunatic, but I got off the phone with like my health insurance company the other day. And I was just like, I feel mad. I feel so mad. I feel so mad. And it was actually really helpful and cathartic instead of like screaming and going off the handle. I was just like, this is anger. This is what I'm feeling. Anger in my body It's hot. And it really let me stay with the emotion, which I found to be wonderful rather than letting the emotion be like, now we're on fire. What should we burn down? Mm, I love that. I love that. I'm going to need that book. Oh, The Gentle Parenting. I'll send you what the time? No Drama Discipline yeah. is one that I listen to. I usually listen to it when I'm like spiraling and I'll just put it on. But I will say that there, I keep trying to look for the one book, the one book that has the secret in it. And I'm scanning, I'm looking. And every time, every no. time I get past the intro and most of the books that I've gotten, you get past the intro and they're like, this is it. This is the secret. It's mindfulness. And I'm like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've been like trying to think about what type of parent I'm going to be. And I have two main missions, two main missions and everything else. I don't really think I need to know like the techniques and the, this and the, that and the nutritional facts and everything. One, my daughter can go out into the world and feel judged and betrayed and shamed and like she doesn't belong. But when she comes home and she's with me and her dad, I want her to feel as if she can be any expression of herself, if I agree or not. Like from the minor things of aesthetics, I'm like a controlling aesthetic person. If she wants to wear neon clothes her whole life, she will feel safe in my house wearing neon clothes and all the way to more like actual extreme soul stuff. So that's one of my main purposes is that I can't shield her from feeling judged or shamed outside. But when she comes home, I want her to know that she can be exactly who she is. Whether or not I understand, because I probably won't. There are things that the next generation are going to teach us that we didn't grow up with and it's going to be difficult for us to wrap our head around I just want to make sure that she feels safe. And whatever type of way it makes me feel is my work. I get to do privately and separately from her. She will never see that discomfort. She will always see me accepting what she wants. So that's number one. And number two, my mission is that my baby girl will feel her emotions and understand what healthy emotional processing looks like and that she knows that she can withstand uncomfortable emotions in pursuit of that soul purpose that I want her to feel safe in when she's with me. Those are my two main purposes and missions and everything else will come and it'll go and it'll be challenging and we'll fight and whatever. But at the end of the day, when she goes off to college, if I can feel as if those two things are good, I will feel very successful. Well, you got me on
2: that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting here oh, crying like a baby. That is just, yeah that's so beautiful and your daughter is so lucky to have you and don't read a book. Don't, don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't read, want to read a book. Cause I, when I say I read a book, I've skimmed them and, um, <laughs> 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 um they, um, they won't say as eloquently what you just said. That is what I think every girl really, really, really craves from their mom. And, you know, a lot of us, didn't have that. And the way that shows up in our adult selves, you know, we have to unpack that. So that's really stunning, Scout. I'm so excited for you to have a daughter. That's just beautiful.
1: (laughs) My mom really accepts me. And I remember a moment where I was in high school and she said, what college do you want to go to? And I said, the one where I can dress however I want to. And feel really good. Like, and she looked at me and she was like, I get it. Like, she knew what that meant. And I'll always remember
2: that. Just to feel like safe and free. Like, that's the main thing I heard you saying is I want my baby girl to feel safe and free. And I'm going to do whatever it takes in my company. She will feel those things. And that's, that's like, yeah, honestly, the most beautiful gift that you could give her. And I don't know that I'd necessarily thought about it that way that like, I, I know my emotions are mine to deal with when it comes to, to raising my son, but doing that work privately and not laying that on him is crucial. And thank you for just naming that. That's really like, that's beautiful.
1: Oh, thank you. I didn't expect I didn't expect to to go there with you, but I'm really grateful that it did.
2: Oh, I'll I'll tell you what. I've always been a crier. Are you, are you, are you criers? We're criers. Yeah, yeah. Both of us. Get ready for Niagara Falls, my friend, because once you push that baby out, (laughs) everything, a commercial, I'm just like, can you i'm already like that i I was already like that too but now i sob and i'm like can you imagine if it was otis and greg's like it's an insurance commercial you need to breathe you need to breathe you're still watching commercials what's going on here This is the Hulu plan I have. It's already (laughs) so expensive. We need to cut the cable.
1: Can we, can open, write that off? Open. It's a write-off. It's a (laughs) write-off. It's a write-off.
0: Oh my gosh, Erin, you are just, my my heart is like bursting and so full, but we want to be mindful of your time. So we want to ask our last question that we ask every woman that comes on Okay, Sis. If you were to brag about one thing in your life and you cannot be humble what would you brag
2: about? Huh. There's so many.
1: (laughs) Yes. I love this. My favorite answer. Usually, usually people
0: are like, oh, I can't come up with anything. I'm so, I'm so humble. I'm like, no, no, no. Brag.
2: Okay. This is what my partner tells me is like my superpower. And he tells me that after class, he's like the way people look at you, which I think they confuse me for giving them the feelings they felt themselves, but I'll take it. I'll take the 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 adoration. I think what I feel most proud of is that I can create a space in which people feel themselves and feel loved and feel really seen and can also have fun doing it. They can laugh. Like I know my humor is not for everyone, but. I don't know, for 99% of the people who have a good sense of humor, like I'm pretty funny. And I know that people enjoy being around me. So I think that is the thing that I feel most proud of is like, I love being a people person and I know I'm good at it. I'm lucky that life has like pushed me in this direction and I get to spend time with, with big groups of people and we can all cry. laugh and do whatever. And then they tell me their secrets. And then I use it as (laughs) (laughs) blackmail.
0: Fantastic. We love it. Oh, my God. You are literally – I mean, I can attest to everything you just said, so I'm glad that you recognize it in yourself because it's something – it is a true gift. And uh, for those listening, obviously, we have a code for you to, you know, listen to Aaron. It's OKSIS, and you can get – Come try open. Yes, come to open. uh, Use code OKSIS, and I'll post, like, all my favorite ones of you. But, again, the walking meditation, this is also just, like, my cry to you. Like, please. You're gonna add more. more just because
2: you said that thank yes. you yes no we really thank
0: are thank you like I I mean I love obviously I love the one I listen to because I listen to it every day but yeah it I like I memorized it so I like I know what you're gonna say every time I'm just like okay yeah I know open the heart okay I got did it. wear <laughs>
2: I mean I don't know if people are watching this but I did wear my what happens to me if I don't meditate t-shirt can you see it's oh my, my brain this is how I picture <laughs> my brain if I don't do the things that I know are good for me and it's just my brain smoking a cig as a reformed girl who loved smoking cigarettes. Um, (laughs) God, I loved. Me too. Loved. Past tense. Loved. Same. I loved. Loved. It's the love that got away. Loved. If they didn't kill you, I'd be be lighting one with a laugh. It's the one that got away. I truly, that is my most dirtbag thing about me is, God, I love to smoke cigarettes. (laughs) same same i i
1: god i just love it when i meet someone else who Uh, says that because it's so true it's like a soul
0: romance (laughs) well i'm gonna okay i'm gonna ground you bitches um let's yeah let's not we're not trying to be bad influences over here for the sisterhood no past tense past
2: tense it's gross it's so bad there's nothing you can do to cover it up and you don't want to become one of those people who wears rubber gloves and a hairnet and has like the smoking jacket and all of that because i do know People who do that, and I can still smell it. It's gross, and it kills you. So don't do it. There
0: we go. What a okay, great. Don't don't smoke, (laughs) kids. Don't do it.
2: Let's end on that note. What a good note to end on. (laughs) Welcome to our health podcast. (laughs) We have good advice, such as don't chain (laughs) smoke. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh all right I, I love, love you, you so much Erin can you tell everyone where they can find you because your Instagram is also impeccable
2: uh, it's just my name Erin Gilmore on Instagram and yeah I want to be someone who uses TikTok but I don't I don't I have one and I'm literally my it's mom totally on Instagram on TikTok it's just I have no picture no content I just here for the kids <laughs> what do you guys want to post? <laughs> Yeah, I I
1: resonate with that. Okay.
0: All right. And you can find us at OKSIS Podcast Sisters. And we love you.